0: Welcome to this episode of the Mustang Sport Report. I am Aiden DeFrance. I am a public sports address announcer from McCracken County High School, um, in particular soccer, volleyball, and softball. Joining me for this week is somebody a little bit different. We have a special co-host, that being Mr. Nash Smallwood. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself, Nash?
1: It's definitely special. Uh, well, I wrestle for McCracken County. I'm a varsity starter. I also play baseball, but sadly not for McCracken. I will try out this this, this February, when tryouts are, I'll be trying every year until I graduate, but I do my crack wrestling. I've been doing that for five years now, and I've played baseball for 10 years of my life.
0: Yeah, and um, it's nice to have, be able to have another like, athlete on the podcast. Um, Asher is going to be here this week. I was able to get Nash, another athlete that can tell us more. And I got kidnapped. <laughs> Nope, Nash signed up to do this. Um, I asked him yesterday uh, as he looks at his hand to check his notes. he, um, (laughs) he, uh, He agreed to do this with me. We are in a public speaking class together and I was able to coax him into joining me for the podcast. Now, as Nash and I do this podcast and we transition into 2024 with the podcast, There is a new format for this podcast that has been developed. The first half will highlight the games and events that have just happened. Halftime, it will be our little halftime. We will look at a former player or event in McCracken County sports history. And then our second half will look ahead to next week, or we'll spotlight any guests Um, Mm. as as, as we have a guest. Now, our first thing that we are going to look at is going to be basketball. Um... We are going to look at basketball from the men's side. Now, we are going; things will be done a little bit more briefly than they have in the past. Now, for the basket for basketball, the men's team, we can talk about this a little bit. They participated in the pop-through uh, basketball challenge. That was something they did over Christmas break, right after Christmas. They took two of the three games. They lost the first one, 70 to 49. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, we lost to Valonia, Arkansas. It was an out-of-state opponent.
1: That's fair enough. I mean, <laughs> when it comes to out-of-state opponents, Kentucky sucks.
0: <laughs> now, we won against Poplar Bluff, Missouri, who was mm-hmm. the tournament host. We beat them 66-59, to 59, and then we beat Urbana, Illinois. That's up near Chicago.
1: Of course you know that.
0: <laughs> we beat them 53-48. That's where uh, University of Illinois is located, Urbana-Champaign. Really? So we beat a high school from their area. We beat them 53-48. to 48. Um teams up in that area of Illinois always seem to be the best ones, um, up near the Chicago area, <laughs> so,
1: he's just saying that because he's from Chicago, um, Chicago I'm area, Chicago, area,
0: <laughs> from hours like south of Chicago, I'm from Peoria, Illinois, that's where I'm from, so uh, he's a little biased, so Nash, your name's Nash, are you from Nashville, is there any bias to that,
1: no, actually there is not, <laughs> I was born and raised here,
0: so you're a Paducah boy,
1: I am a Paducah boy.
0: Paducah boy, now, with those games um, as we look and find the statistics for those games I would like to say that the Mustangs taking two out of the three games there, not too surprising they had a pretty good year so far that uh, makes it to the fact that they have won five of their last six games, actually won seven of their last eight. Now in the later game, the game against Urbana, Illinois, or they we're led by Jackson Clope on the night. Makes sense. Makes sense. Jackson had 21 points for the Mustangs. <laughs> he's
1: he's an absolute beast when it comes to him.
0: Oh, he's, he's a great. He's a sophomore.
1: He's a sophomore. I'm jealous of his height. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> all right, Stupid. All right, I,
0: we're both relatively tall men, but Jackson we're average height. We're average height, but Jackson Clope is not. <laughs>
1: average is two of us. He is two of us guys. He is six six, and some people might think he's actually taller than that. Sometimes
0: he may be. And I mean, he, he Watching him play basketball, I watched him play a game this year. It's just like if he's on a breakaway, nobody challenges him. They just move.
1: Kind of kind of reminds me of Giannis. I mean, yeah, no one's honest. no one's wanting to stop that. No, no. He's, tra- trying to stop he's it a he's a choo choo train.
0: Choo choo. You can hear the you can hear the whistle every time he runs, and. uh Now, the second game that we played was Poplar Bluff. That was the game before that, the day before. That game was led by Connor Miller, 24 points. Jackson Klope had 19. Dylan Jackson put up 11. Um, Pretty good night there for the Mustangs. Now, Jackson Klope had 20 rebounds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) I'm not really surprised about that. He's
0: If there's anybody that's going to do it, it's going to be Jack.
1: He's one of the tallest on the team. (laughs) He is the tallest on the team now after Ian Hart and stuff left.
0: After Ian left, yeah, now. He
1: is the tallest. (laughs) So, and he's really, (laughs) really really
0: impressive. impressive. But that's just, you don't, usually like you see 11. Like one player will have 11, but (laughs) 20.
1: That's really impressive. He's really impressive human. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're you're just you're just jealous over here, aren't you? You wanna no, be like
1: him. I am don't want to be like him. I don't want to be a sophomore again. I hated my sophomore year, so no thank you. Well,
0: wow, thank you. Thanks for the great encouragement on the rest sophomore people
1: sophomore. are weird. I'm wondering what that means.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the great encouragement on the rest of my sophomore year.
1: Good luck with that.
0: <laughs> now in the uh, loss to Bologna, Arkansas, it saw Jackson Cloak put up thirteen points leading the team. Connor Miller, Jay Stolson, and Jay Martin each had eight points. Jay Martin, a freshman um, making that list. And Jackson Cloak led the team in rebounds.
1: Well, it sounds like we were off that game with our scoring because if you listen to the other ones, we had three in double digits those two games, so we just need to get back on that scoring.
0: Yeah, we do. Um, Now, it's just, that was just an off day. I I haven't researched Bologna, Arkansas. Hmm. I might have to do that. they appear to be pretty good (laughs) they probably won that tournament
1: no offense but I'm glad they're not in Kentucky (laughs) 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 they're
0: not in Kentucky either Um, if they were in Kentucky then we would be looking at undefeated seasons and the record books would be just overflowed with their players most likely just from this year alone Um, now when it comes to women's basketball as I pull up the information on that real fast for you all we were able to um, we actually had the great privilege of playing in the NS3 Pensacola Beach Tournament. That tournament was played, of course, at Pensacola. It was played over Christmas break. Um, and the tournament saw us face South Paulding of Douglasville, Georgia first, picking up the 69-37 to win. <laughs> oh my <goodness>. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, uh, we almost doubled their score, actually. And... Uh, Second game, with a fifth, second round, 52-39 to 39 win over Rogers Heritage of Rogers, Arkansas. It appears that Rogers Heritage is not like Bologna High School when it comes to Arkansas schools. Um, the Lady Mustangs were able to get a pretty good win over them.
1: Well, when it comes to our girls' basketball, we are the most dominant when it comes to developing them all. Because I have had to play two of our girls, three of them, Jane Skaggs and two of our d one future D1 players. It wasn't fun at all. <laughs> Why'd
0: you go against them?
1: Uh, Because I was in my workout class, which we played basketball every so often, and they'd pop up randomly and be like, hey, you three, come play. And we were like, okay. So we pushed out like our best three, and we we would lose sometimes by like four, sometimes by a lot more than that. We're not saying that score now. But sometimes we just lost, and it was not fun to lose them. But they're really good when it comes to teamwork and all their skills. One's a sharpshooter; is scary. You could. Which one uh, was that one? What Stanford commit. Uh, which one's
0: this currently on the team, correct? Mm-hmm. Or Samford? Don't you mean Samford? Or Claire Johnson, correct? Yes, Claire Johnson. Samford is where she's committed to.
1: She is a sharpshooter and scary to guard her. She
0: had a game earlier this year um, when I had Asher in here. She scored 41 points.
1: I'm not surprised after playing against her.
0: That, that 41 points would have outscored Roger's Heritage on the road. <laughs> um, now, the last game of this tournament, which was the championship game of the tournament, it saw McCracken County face Green Hill of Mount Juliet, Tennessee, and the win go to the Mustangs. The Lady Mustangs pulled out the 59-45 to win over Greenhill, representing Kentucky on the Battle of the Border, um, beating Tennessee at a Tennessee school. Now, for the in-depth look at that, starting with the championship game against Green Hill, the Lady Mustangs were led by Claire Johnson, who scored 22 points, and Mickey Buchanan scored 13, both in double digits. Not surprised. And Reagan Hill, a sophomore, picked up 10 rebounds in the game. It was wow. her first double-digit total of this year for rebounds. Usually, you see Mickey Buchanan picking up a double-double. Not, this ca- not the case for the championship against Green Hill. In the game before, she, they, when they played Rogers Heritage and took that win, Claire Johnson had 32 points. <laughs>
1: uh, we're not going to talk about how many points she scored on my team. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: she had 32 points, probably doubled that amount when she played against Nash, and she only had seven points less than the opposition had. Um, <laughs> Mitchie Buchanan had eight and the last the the first game that they played in the tournament the backtrack to that which was the um the game against South Paulding of Douglasville Georgia the point totals saw Claire Johnson put up 26 Ava Hughes who was an 8th grader put up 13 points um an eighth grader beating out one of the D1 athletes on the point score that beat up on Nash. I would like to see the eighth grader going against Nash.
1: Um, i we're not going to talk about that one either. I'm not going. You're going to eighth grader.
0: <laughs>
1: we're not doing that one.
0: You're never gonna live that one down if that happens. Never
1: I'm never doing it. I'm never. I knew they were D1 in the first place. So I was like, I knew I'm probably gonna get my butt kicked. I never <laughs> said I was a basketball a- player. Just a- like.
0: You'll be a senior next year? That yes, the
1: I will be a se- senior next year. <laughs> Is
0: a senior get beat by a freshman?
1: Um, nope, never gonna happen. You know why? Because I ain't playing her. <laughs> never said I was a basketball player, just like a. Nope.
0: You gonna stick to baseball and wrestling? I'm
1: gonna stick to those two. I will play on my own time and not against girls.
0: Not against girls. I'm scared. <laughs> usually, usually, like, you know, you hear a guy brag about playing against and they'll be like, oh, we're going to beat them. We're the boys. And then they're just Nash over here. I'm not playing basketball against the girls.
1: <laughs> not these girls. These girls are absolutely dominant <laughs> when it comes to their sport. And that's not my sport, so I'll beat them in any, any other sport.
0: Remember when I played like when I played soccer at Reedland for middle school? They would start out our year usually by doing practices, and they'd run the boys' team against the girls' team. <laughs> and the boys' team would always be like, oh, we're going to beat them. the bo- Boys' soccer players are better. I'd like to see what would happen if we put the softball team against the baseball team.
1: <laughs> I'm uh, no comment because no, no. I ar- we already know what the score would be. Know we, beat you, yeah. You of know. course, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm shivering my timbers right now.
0: Yeah, I had uh, I work for the softball team as a PA announcer, so I get to watch them play a little bit. You team.
1: sound like a biased. Mm. Are you biased? No, because <laughs> no,
0: because I hope to be working in the radio press box for baseball. Get on there next year. Who do you
1: have to talk to to get onto these?
0: Uh, for broadcasting. They have any broadcasting people? Uh, Eric Chumbler he is the broadcaster there, and then the media teachers here Christy Griffith and Mark Madison. Uh, that's who we you talk to, to for us to set that up as students. Now, um, to be able to do baseball, hopefully I can get in there and do baseball and be able to help Eric broadcast a Nash Smallwood no hitter, because aren't you a pitcher? uh, yes I am a pitcher I do remember that right I do know we had a no-hitter last year we had a combined no-hitter I know Daniel Higdon was part of that one because I worked worked over him at the Paducah Chiefs now anyway back to the uh, back to the basketball game for the rebounds on that last game Reagan Hill led the team in six this was back on the basketball game against South Polding Um, and uh, like As we further move forward with the podcast um, and games, the girls' team came back here uh, January 4th, in which they defeated Massac of Metropolis, Illinois, 58-49. In that game, actually, correction, it wasn't here. It was at Massac. At Massac. And it saw Mickey Buchanan score 26 points, Claire Johnson score 19 points, both of them in double digits. They were probably in triple digits. You, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we're going to continue that. They now, were close
1: to it, but <laughs> not exactly at it.
0: Keylor Cannon had eight rebounds, leading the team. Um, I, I see another name up there, Megan Swinford. She had six, second on the team in rebounds. Give, let her get some credit. I haven't said her name for the podcast this year. I don't believe. Now, uh, now for our our little a new little thing we're going to do is mustang halftime it's gonna be mustang history we are this is gonna be how we're going to organize part of it and we, as we go to halftime we will spotlight a former mustang <laughs> athlete or a former mustang moment uh, and this week's spotlight happens to be shining on former mustang rook ellington now rook ellington was a, uh, as a mustang he was a starter for the basketball team he played on the ba- mustang basketball team here and was able to make some tournaments as was almost anybody that's played basketball here and also was able to be a, a starter for the baseball team. Now, Rook is somebody I know, um, I know him because my first, so I'm going, this summer would be my fourth year working with Paducah Chiefs baseball. My first year at the Paducah Chiefs was the 2021 summer. It was, um, it, it was a pretty good year for the, uh, it wasn't that good of a year for the Chiefs, but it was a good year for me. <laughs> Now, Rook Ellington had gotten injured that year and couldn't play, but he was a Paducah Chief, and we got to watch him play, and he was a good player. He, uh, he had played for the Chiefs. Again, this is 2021. Back in 2018, Rook had been looked at by the MLB, and there's been MLB scouting reports that had him over Lars Newtbar of the Cardinals, and it's on the same list that James Outman is on. Rook, though, happened to go go from University of Florida to the University of Kentucky, in which he also um, is now playing in a Florida Gulf Coast League. And uh, it was just a, um, just, I mean, it's interesting, though, with athletes like him to see kind of like them expand out because only 7% of high school athletes make any level of college.
1: It's always impressive to see them actually succeed like that and it's really fun to watch them succeed like that when it comes to these athletes. When it comes to making college lineups and all that stuff, it's the hardest thing to do and I know they all had to work work really hard just to get up there.
0: Yeah um, and it's it's great to see I mean anybody could anybody really could uh, could be a good athlete. It's just some people haven't found their potential yet. Um, You know, they haven't found their, they haven't found their, uh, I don't know, they haven't found their love for the sports. And it's just a very um, humbling thing to see people from your school represent on a major level. Uh, Right now, I I will spotlight another former Mustang player, a former Lady Mustangs basketball player since we're in basketball season, Destiny Thomas. We had her last year. Yeah. She uh, has been playing at Murray State University, and when I say playing, I mean playing. She is not sitting – I mean, she's playing off the bench as a freshman, but she's not
1: – Just a role player. She's, she's still
0: getting in there, and she's still getting minutes, um, which a lot of players get red-shirted, and they don't play. So it's to be able to see her play for Murray State, which I believe they are 9-2 and two right now on the season. They just defeated the Bradley Braves. By a pretty reasonable score. She contributed two points in that game. Um, Brad- Bradley University being from Peoria, Illinois. And Oh my goodness, <laughs> so I followed great. that game. Uh, I watched I listened to that game. Not not for Bradley. I knew Bradley was gonna lose it, but I wanted to hear what he's
1: Destiny lying. Thomas he did. he just want, he just wanted them to win. I
0: wanted to hear what Destiny Thomas would do. I wanted to hear if she got her name said and she did, and she played he, a good amount. He's
1: lying straight through his teeth. <laughs> I didn't see it.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. Now Destiny, uh, Destiny had a brother. Destiny went to Paducah Tillman before coming to McCracken. Had a brother play on the uh, Murray State Racers men's team. I believe it might have been a little before John Morant. Yeah. Been.
1: it was just last year.
0: It was last year. It, so was it was just
1: last year. He just graduated last year. Oh, he did. Did he? Yes, he did.
0: Okay. Well, you know more than I did on that. Actually, I would have watched him live because I did go to a game last year. I,
1: I gotta watch him. He didn't. He didn't get play much playing time, but he did. I saw him play a couple. Minutes and stuff, but he was a solid player for a person coming off a role play.
0: Yeah, I think he. I, don't know, I think on it, I think I do remember him a little bit. Actually, coming in now, I think Thomas. And, uh, he
1: wore glasses or goggles, whatever you want to yeah, call I them. I know,
0: I know, I'm I'm blind, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was there. I was at a last season. I was at a Bradley University men's game against um, against the Murray State Racers, at Murray State, in which. Murray State defeated the Braves, Um, I actually know broadcasters for both teams. (laughs) I know for Bradley University, I know Dave Snow. He is a teacher at the University of Bradley for media. And then I know Chad Klein. I met them at that game. And then Todd Hamilton covers games for Murray State as far as women's basketball. He'll do some men's basketball. And uh, I know him because I work with him for the Paducah Chiefs. He is our broadcaster there. It's very, you know, very cool. You never know who you meet doing doing stuff. It's, with you playing sports, you never know who you meet playing. You never know whose kids you face.
1: I've faced. So we used to have kids called the Rainies, which the wrestlers in the wrestling room they are one of the best. They are Jordan Rain, Rainey is a world champion now, and he goes to t- Union County, and he is one of the best here. He's ranked number one in the number two in the nation and. Number one in Kentucky, mm. wow. so I got I used to wrestle with him mm-hmm. until he, the whole whole split of Tillman Union County went down, yeah. and he went to our school until Jeff James left to go to Tillman.
0: School basketball game, and there was a guy that I got in. Like, um, I was working a clock, and there was a guy scoring the game for Heath, and him and I kind of got into a little dispute over what way the possession arrow would go. And we're sitting there, kind of getting into a little bit, and uh, like I, I was like, oh, okay, what's you know, I'm not giving up. I'm I'm the official book for that game. I wasn't gonna give up my little, <laughs> you know, authority, but. You know, I was trying to be respectful to the gentleman as well, and found out later his name's Gene Roof, um, Mr. Roof. And Gene played on the St. Louis Cardinals in the 1980s. Um, He's got a World Series ring from the 1982 Cardinals, and he also has another World Series ring because he was a scout with the Detroit Tigers after that.
1: (laughs) I'm guessing would you have asked for his autograph if you knew who he was in the first place?
0: Yeah, actually, I still talk to Gene. Um, Gene... So, Gene's daughter is one of the coaches of our softball team. Which one? Uh, Jacqueline. Uh, that is uh, Coach Jack. That is, uh, Gene's daughter. Gene will come to the games and he watches in the softball games. Um, so I still see Gene.
1: You guys best friends now? You don't <laughs> uh, fly over uh, the arrow we're now?
0: We're cool now. We're cool. You know, we, we've we chilled. We we've went back to our corners. And, uh,
1: who, who won the dispute?
0: Um, yeah, uh, who won the dispute? Uh-huh. I did, because we left it. The possession arrow was supposed the possession arrow was supposed to go to Reedland. He thought it should go to Heath. Our official book guy had it on Reedland so I went with the Reedland book guy because it was the official book.
1: You <laughs> and, should have uh, said, "Shut up, you're a baseball player." <laughs> uh, <laughs> wrong sport, guys. Come on now.
0: No, but I think, uh, if I remember right, pretty sure. Reedlin won the game by six, and I know Jay Martin had himself a good night that night. Now, to uh, continue on with some more Mustang history, I know we can talk a little bit more. We have a few more minutes here to talk on news and history for the Mustangs. Another guy I could talk about, Jacob (laughs) Ealing. You know Jacob at all, Nash. I know you know Caleb Ealing.
1: I know Caleb Ealing. I don't fully know his brother, though.
0: Caleb Ealing for anyone doesn't know he is a pitcher here at mccracken county high school right now he's a senior is that correct caleb is a senior at mccracken county high school his brother jacob Ealing um uh, played here at mccracken he is in the state record books for eras uh very good earned run average um for anyone that doesn't know eras it is the runs on average you allow per game and he's in the state record books um He's right there by Jack Coleman. <laughs> He's one of our teachers here. He used to play at Lone Oak. Uh, he used to play baseball. He's actually in the record books for Freed Hardman, which was the college university he went to. Now, Jacob uh, went to Wren Lake College originally. He was a Paducah Chief in 2019 for the Chiefs. Then he came back to the Chiefs in 2021. He played at Wren Lake for the 2020 and 21 seasons and then in 2022 he made the jump to Arkansas Pine Bluff to play there for the Lions in which he made an ESPN appearance against Ole Miss so you can actually find Jacob Ealing's pitching Um, he was the only pitcher that pitched for Arkansas Pine Bluff in that game that did not give up a run and uh, he had a pretty good starting performance, they took him out I think after an inning or two, but they let him go for a little bit and he shut him down Um, Final score of that game was eleven to one, Ole Miss. Um, Ole what Miss. a
1: what a real shutout from him. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, he,
0: he was the only pitcher to not give up a run. <laughs> his fastball came in between; it was listed between between the eighty five mile per hour range, a little faster than that. And um, slider came in about 79-80 for him in that game. Now he did pretty good. Now that was his first year at Arkansas Pine Bluff. This currently. Going, I don't know if he's still there, but I know that um, 2000, the 2023 season was his second year at Arkansas Pine Bluff. He also spent his summer back at the Paducah Chiefs for his third time in five years. Where, you know, I made the joke with him this last year. I said, does that mean we're going to see you in 2025? you are going to keep it going. We're going to see you every odd year. Mm-hmm. But Jacob's a good guy. He's a good pitcher. Um, mm-hmm. And go he, he wor- really mm-hmm. worked his way up Wren Lake up to Arkansas-Pine Bluff, and may not be the best of schools, but it's definitely a higher level than Wren Lake, and, um, you know, I'll take, I mean, Arkansas-Pine Bluff kind of been on a little downward spiral (coughs) um, as of late, I think they won 11 of some, like 11 of 40-something games last year, so not the best of teams, Um, I think they finished last in the SWAC, but still... (laughs) Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather be with Arkansas Pine Bluff though, over like I don't know? Actually, I can't say Cumberland because they're a very good JUCO school. But wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather be at Arkansas Pine Bluff over Western Kentucky Technical Community College? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, I know they used to have a good baseball team.
1: They used. The keywords used to. used to. We don't have <laughs> <got> anything now. <laughs> okay, this well, is the present.
0: Yeah, they have a basketball team. T C does.
1: No. Let's be honest here. Did you know about that? Who I did, I heard about it recently. Who in the world do they actually play? <laughs>
0: um, they play a bunch of lower level Judo colleges. I think actually, I can't think. I don't, I don't know really who they. Play. And
1: are there any people from McCracken that actually go there to play? It's a good question. Because I feel like like people off the bench and stuff could probably almost like start there.
0: Yeah, I Just
1: that being a technical college. I don't really community. know,
0: but I know, like, for, I'm going to go over to a sport we've already done, soccer that happened earlier in the year. There's a soccer, of course, you know, that's my sport, but there's a soccer league, the Pumas Premier Team. They play teams from the area, some out of state. They are a team consisting, their star players, or not star, but some of their players right now are Josh Kuntz, which Josh Kuntz was a, a Mustang soccer player that was really good. Um. But Josh, you have Josh, and then you can go over there, and there's a guy. There's like four international players. There's a guy from the UK on that team here in Paducah.
1: Wow, <laughs> wow.
0: Playing next to Craven County's Josh Koontz. Um the Now,
1: wide variety. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know, you know. Uh, so there's uh, Mrs. Wright, the yes. one of the librarians. Yes, Mrs. Wright. Her son, I believe, both of her sons actually, I believe, played on that team.
1: No offense, but I'm not that big of a soccer guy when it comes to stuff like that. I've been to, my whole career, I've been to one soccer game at McCracken.
0: One soccer game at McCracken?
1: (laughs) It it was a girl's soccer game, and it it didn't end well that night. It didn't end well, really? For me, it didn't. We're not going to go into detail yet. I'll tell you after this whole podcast. Okay. Okay. um, I'll take it. I'll
0: take it you probably had some, I don't know, relationship issues happening,
1: That's exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can tell by the look on his face and just the way that he
1: said it. She probably ain't gonna listen to this. I'll be fine. I'm just gonna tell you later, anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he'll be sitting there for like the rest of his high school career and he'll just be sitting there shaking. Hope she doesn't listen to that podcast. I,
1: I, I don't care if she does. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm done.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Now, that's the end of our little halftime segment. Now, on to the third, the third segment, the second half. In the second half. We would usually look at news such as, you know, big time things like such as, uh, I don't know, 1,000 point scorers or s- things like that, you know, coaching changes possibly for upcoming years and look at stuff like that. But for this uh, little episode, we are going to do a guest spotlight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so we are going to let Nash talk. Now, Nash, as you may admit, realize, there's a third sport that we really cover right now we haven't mentioned.
1: I'm kind of offended and on I that. <laughs> it, <saved laughs> you,
0: because I know you had a lot of tournaments that happened over break. Yes. The team as a whole did the girls team and boys team. Now, just uh, just talk to me though. Tell tell me tell me your experiences in those tournaments and uh, just tell me what it's like.
1: Okay, so it's a pain sometimes. It's a love and hate relationship when it comes to wrestling, if most sports are, because there's the ups and the downs. Uh, so we had a JV tournament, which was last Thursday when we were on break, was our last tournament of the whole break, but I started off, I lost my first round, my first match. I lost by two points, I lost to a senior, which I was doing really good against, but I was just rolling around, we were just scrambling, and at the very end, he got the upper hand on me. But then, after that, I was wrestling, and I went through the losing bracket, which the only thing you can get is third place that, so that day, but... I fought through the whole wrestling bracket. And the rest of the day, I went five and one. Well,
0: there you
1: go. And I ran, I ran through the person that beat me. Like so, this dude, mm-hmm. the dude I lost to, this dude I just ran through beat this kid that beat me. Huh. <laughs> so you got your, your back I me. basically got my pay payback on him. <laughs> but like, I had to run through a whole bunch of kids, and I had to run, go through five kids in one day, six kids, like six matches six in one six day. Six matches, yeah. And took I took five of them and I got third place and overall. And each match one my second match of the day, I mm-hmm. injured my thumb.
0: Oh no.
1: So I can't if you look at it, I yeah. can't touch. No, you can't
0: touch your
1: pinky. To your thumb. And it's mm-hmm. still swollen a little bit, but I still I messed up my thumb and I've had when it comes to wrestling, you're never wrestling one hundred percent. No. <laughs> you are absolutely something's injured all the time. And so then a tournament before that was a. Let's think about this. Our very first tournament of Christmas break was at Ritz, Evansville mm-hmm. in, in Evans Evansville. Ritz Memorial, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. and we placed first in that whole thing, and I went five and zero that day. Thank you. And I beat kids from Henderson, Ritz County, and we had Owensboro Catholic there, which okay, O Cath has like two people on their team to offense to them. They yeah, suck. They are, I guess they are a good soccer. A good soccer school. For a private school, they should be. They should be better. No offense, CCA too. You should be better too at your sports. Serving a private yeah, CCA, school.
0: CCA, honestly, CCA's got a good softball
1: team. They got a good softball softball team. Have you seen their basketball team?
0: Yes, I have. Um, I believe we covered that game this year, and we talked about how we beat them 96 to nine in women's basketball last year.
1: Yeah, we're never gonna talk. We. No. They never talked about do that. They,
0: have a wrestling program?
1: they do not have a wrestling program. Yeah. No,
0: I know. Um, now, as far as with wrestling and everything like that, do you do you have like a tally on your overall record this year
1: so far? Uh, my overall record is twenty-one and eight. Twenty-one and eight this year.
0: That's not bad.
1: No, not I st- I started off the season undefeated. I went thirteen and what zero. Well, <laughs> I met a kid from Harrisburg, <laughs> which uh, was a, l- a little better than me.
0: Oh, yeah. I know Dom. And I had to take him home. <laughs> Dom, that's who you took home with Dom? Oh, <laughs> I had to wait on him to take somebody home. And I didn't know who it was, but apparently it was Dom. Now, Dom, I had class with Dom last year. Um, Dom, another wrestler. I know he had a he had a pr- 5-0 and night. I do know that because he posted it on his social media. He, d- he, did. And, he uh, did. Was that
1: at Evansville? It was not in Evansville. It was the most recent tournament.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, he went So he went 2-0 and and... Tennessee. We went to Tennessee, Sycamore, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. He went 2-0 that night. And that was his only undefeated night, really, because recently he's been – before that, he's been struggling until my coach gave him a whole talking to. He looks like a whole different Dominique Bryan out there on the mat. Well,
0: I I noticed that, and I'm proud of Dom, because I've noticed that Dom's been – I mean, he's been working on himself better. He's been working on his his physical stature. He's been trying to get his body weight right to to meet limits, you know, and to – to do everything, and it's it, it's helping him out, and it helps. I'm sure it's going to help him for football next year too. And it's really it's a good thing to see. Now another guy I know off the wrestling team, Benjamin Kale. I do uh, know Ben.
1: Ben is an absolute beast. Ben he is
0: very good. Um, he is really good. I used to do martial arts. I have a black belt in martial arts, in which I did with Ben. Um, ben and I both have our black belts from that. Now Ben actually he broke his hand at his black belt test. I do remember that much. But he well, was a good. Fighter though, and he still is. He's only gotten better.
1: Mm-hmm. He's uh, only went up since then.
0: You know what his record is by chance?
1: I don't know his full record, but I know that's a winning record. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here. Much a
0: winning record. Now, like, what, what do you all work on at wrestling? Practice. Mm-hmm, for practices and stuff like that. Is it just getting your getting your moves right? Like
1: we do that. We like to work on our conditioning, which involves our our warm-ups are really conditioning sometimes. And for conditioning for wrestling, you don't want to run a lot. No. Oh. Running a lot will not help you with the wrestling because you always have someone pushing on you, pressuring, yeah. pressure on your chest. That won't help you. Just running because you're just weight free and everything. You have to have practice with a person on you, like just we we, so uh, we do bear
0: crawl like bear crawls with people on you like they do for football. We or? do we do st- stuff like that. Stuff yeah, like that? we
1: do human. We do uh so you carry the bride, walk across oh, all okay. of our mats and do carry the bride. Uh, Fire, barrel, fireman carries, mm-hmm. barrel rocks, and all that stuff to help with our controlling of the human mm-hmm. body because you you have to get used to absolutely picking up one and slamming one down controlled because yeah. you can't slam someone like uh, Frankie Nutt did last year. Over-the-head slam, yeah, uh, that, that was hilarious and fun to watch. Frankie's, but.
0: A, Frankie's a beast. Uh, Frankie, he played football. You know I watched him play football this year. Frankie is a beast at, Like everything he does.
1: You know Landon Newman?
0: Yeah, I do know Landon Newman.
1: Newman. Now he's a person that can do any sport and almost be dominant at it. Oh, Landon Newman! Somehow. You know,
0: before he got injured at football this year. Now before he got injured, Landon Newman. I mean,
1: was like, our main. Ro- oh. Well,
0: he, him and Zeno, um, mm-hmm. they're top guys. Now Landon, Cause you know,
1: because we like to run the ball a lot. We,
0: like to, we do. like to run it. <laughs> and, but but Landon, Landon, I'll never forget. Like he would get you know he'd be stopped like at a dead stop next thing you know he was a pile just creeping along cuz still <laughs> <laughs> cuz he's still moving that's exactly
1: who he is
0: and, like he he does not want to stop like the whistle the whistle would blow and he's still trying to pull the pile and it's uh that's just who Landon is i've got Landon in one of my classes right now now with a uh, you know with, that was him with football frankie did football that's past you know i think that really does help uh, dominique as well you see a lot of football players that also do Wrestling, but if you look at wrestling, you also see a lot of overall athletes, <laughs> like you do baseball as well. There's um, people that do other sports that come to wrestling as well. Now, speaking of you doing baseball, um, so you do plan on doing McCracken this year? Yes. Um, have you done any practices with the team?
1: Uh, because of wrestling, I have not been able to make it out to any practices for them because, for the rule of any school, it's you cannot. Go to any like practices for other team before and the sport it is in session, going.
0: The other sports still in
1: and that's Got why for wrestling, I have been sacrificing going to regionals for individuals so I can go practice with the team before our tryouts are.
0: Gotcha. Now, what type of stuff have you been working on to prepare yourself to try out for this team?
1: I have been a lot of trying to gain speed for pitching. I am. I was sitting at 73 before even winter hit. And now I'm already up to 77, 76. So I'm trying to get up to 80 by next year, by summer. By summer, I want to get to 80 miles per hour because I know that without, even without school, I can have people still look at me mm-hmm. because my pitching coach used to play for, was minor leagues for Yankees, Kent Ball? Wallace. <laughs> he is my pitching coach, and he has a lot of people that he can send it to and stuff. And I know mm-hmm. that if I just get to 82, I can have people looking me for JUCO. I'd
0: say 82 seems to be the number that they all like.
1: Then you can just form, like, mm-hmm. you can get molded in JUCO, then move off to like Ben Higgins did.
0: Yeah, like Ben, Benny. There's another former Mustang. Um, ben also played for the york Chiefs. Probably hit the farthest ball I've ever seen hit at Brooks Stadium. Hit a home run to t- t- center field with a wooden bat at Brooks Stadium, which is at least four fifteen. He, um, he can. He could hit, he could play, and he's a he's a heck of a ball player. Ben Higdon is. Um, mm-hmm. Now you mentioned Kent Wallace. I met Kent at a at a Chiefs game. Kent's a good guy, great guy. He has a story he told me. Did he ever tell you the uh, the the Jeter story?
1: The Jeter story? He might have but I f- probably forgot. He
0: talk, so he talked to me about the Yankee codes. The Yankees are known for the New York Yankees are known for their facial hair policy, which. Uh Nash, you would would be a Yankee. <laughs> um uh, I
1: <I'll> shave that. <laughs>
0: now as far as the uh, the Yankees facial hair policy, you know, Kent Wallace now has facial hair, he shaved it back then. Um, now he would talk about the other policies they had. One of the other policies was that when you like uh, that when you wear your um, well, actually here's before I get to that for your jerseys, the reason they don't have names in the jerseys for the Yankees still is because your name doesn't matter. They, they would talk about the only thing that matters is the logo on the front of your jersey.
1: Yankees kind of remind me of uh, <laughs> kind of remind of the military. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do. They do. <laughs> Shave your facial hair. sir. Your name does not matter here. Uh, you, Uh This one does. Yeah. Slash USA, slash Yankees. Only thing that matters.
0: started in the 70s. They are old-school team when it comes well, to stuff like this. If you notice, some players, you know, today they wear all sorts of cleats. You wear high-top cleats. You can wear low-top cleats. Jordan cleats. Jordan cleats. Those weren't allowed on the Yankees until 1999. Huh. Um, now, Kent Wallace told me a story about that, and he was talking about that. He said, nobody could wear them. Nobody could wear them. You wore those, you're fine. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you, don't show up to practice the next day. You're not going to play if you, you know, break your break the code. Because they, you know, they don't trust you and stuff like that. He said, "Well, then there was an exception,
1: <laughs> named Derek
0: Jeter, and <laughs> he, Jeter comes in there, these high top cleats, but he's, he's Derek Jeter. I, so you're not gonna, you're not gonna tell your good guy, your star hitter, Derek Jeter, that he, he can't can, play anymore. He can't play, and that he can, that he has to change his shoes because you know, you don't. I mean, people can get offended by the weirdest things." you're not going to tell Derek he can't do something, but then you're not going to tell the rest of the team that only he can do it because then that takes away your whole uniform policy about you all being equal. <laughs> so Derek Jeter <laughs> changed that rule <laughs> um, because I was told about that. He said Jeter just came in there with his high tops. Everybody looked at him was like, oh, he's going to get in trouble. They let him go. Next thing you know, the rule doesn't matter anymore. Um, the rule doesn't matter. Derek Jeter freed uh Freedom of speech in the baseball world, as far as shoes. <laughs> he
1: had he had a dream.
0: He had a dream, and <laughs> he, he put it in the fruition. Um, now, I will say this: speaking of the Yankees, there is a former Mustang on the Yankees right now, minor league team. You know who I'm talking about?
1: He just got uh, he just got upgraded recently, hasn't he? Mason Vineyard. Mm-hmm.
0: I believe he's supposed to get bumped up to Double A this year. He's going to be on the spring training roster. I think he could probably break Triple A. MLB is a stretch for anybody. I'm not gonna say he can't do it, but I can see him breaking Triple A this year um, with the Yankees. Now Mason played here also. He was a Mustang. His uh, he plays alongside. So he played at the Hudson Valley Renegades. That's High A Class A baseball for the uh, New York Yankees. Now this last year he played played alongside another familiar name for the area. Not a Mustang, but Jackson Pristo.
1: I met. Uh, at- I met Vineyard actually in the workout. <laughs> really, in the workout? Room? In the no, in the indoor facility one day. Beca- he's he's a pitcher, right?
0: Uh, Vineyard, yes. Yes. And so. Well, Vineyard, yeah, he's a pitcher. Um, he's a pretty good pitcher. I watched some some video of him. He looked pretty good. Uh, he went four and one. Um, and he had a two point nine five ERA and high a. Um, Jackson Fristo. From Paducah Tillman also plays on that team with him.
1: That's actually Fristo really cool.
0: went one and four with a four point nine eight ERA. Um, and that, that brings back a story I'd heard before when Fristo still played on Tillman and we still had Vineyard. And that was Fristo was a great player at Tillman. Great Paducah Tillman player. And what had happened was Fristo did things his way. He wouldn't change things he did things how he wanted to do things. And from what I'd heard, Gino Miller, who was our athletic director, he was the head coach of the baseball team at the time. Mm-hmm. And Gino said that Fristo is gonna get nowhere. Like, uh, you know, he's not gonna do anything if he doesn't change his ways. And he said he needs he's not coachable. Well, he made yes, Fristo made the MLB, but at the end of the day, they're still a less thing better than him. So, and uh, Vineyard is a Geno Miller product. He was coached by Geno, so uh,
1: he's probably one of the last. One of the
0: last, yeah, one of the, the last lines last, of him. One of the last players to be coached by Geno. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, I guess we're just better at baseball.
1: He always will be. Just look at the school records we'll against Let's
0: just not talk about St. Mary, but we're, we'll be better than, than Paducah Tillman at baseball. <laughs> you can't tell me. You can't tell me Saint Mary isn't isn't the
1: Saint Mary's is not a problem.
0: No, no, no. As far as MLB, look at how many hosses and roofs.
1: Okay, I give you. I'll give you the Haas.
0: If your last name is Haas and you uh, and you live in Paducah, Kentucky, then I expect to see you in the MLB.
1: Well, there is a, actually a Haas at. McC- St. Uh, Mary's right now, <laughs> Brett Haas. and Jake Haas, Jake his Haas, younger two. brother. Oh, there's two Haas's going through St. Mary's right now, and I've been invited many times to go for them to go play with us because there's another kid named Jake Morris on that I used to play with for rec ball and stuff, and they're always like, "Nah, should come out to St. Mary's." I'm like, "No, I don't want to." Well, Brett,
0: um, Brett Haas also plays soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that too.
1: Strong legs, I guess. He's yeah. a goalie. Of course
0: he was. <laughs> of course he was. Last year, we beat St. Mary's 4-0 in soccer.
1: Yeah, well, he probably it doesn't seem like he's a very good goalie. He
0: had 50 saves. 50. 52 saves on 56 shots faced.
1: You know, I never knew they actually kicked the ball that much in soccer. They only score like, two. <laughs> yeah,
0: the only goal, so the goal was for the best <laughs> things. I remember that game. That's the one. Um, Josh Kuntz had two. Nathan King won. I believe Brett House. Or, not Brent Houseman. Brett Houseman is his dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack Houseman had the last goal Brent Houseman is a guy that uh, he's the father of Jack he's a guy that worked, worked the radio with Eric Chumbler for those games, Brent's a great guy um, a guy himself now as far as the professional level Mustangs you know Mustangs at the top level uh, it's just interesting to see people from the area, let alone McCracken make it as well now, there's a Paducah Chief that got drafted as well, Alan Roden. He played alongside Jacob E. on the Paducah Chiefs. And uh, the Chiefs seem to get a lot of McCracken players.
1: They, re- they really like McCracken. We, <laughs>
0: like the Ma- we like our McCracken players.
1: Well, if we're the most dominant ones, we got to have people that they like. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: we had this last year, we had Nathan Lang, who hit a three-run game-tying home run at Brooks Stadium uh, after nobody thought he'd do it. With a wooden bat.
1: Jack Bennett up there yet? Hmm? Jack Bennett?
0: I don't know. I do know that in the last three, I'll, I'll tell you who I know in the last three years. You know, because I've been there. Noah Farmer. Um, Farmer. Actually, I don't remember Farmer. I know that last year we had Nathan, like, Jacob E. in his third separate year with the teams. Um, And then he's just like, we called. I called him Grandpa last year. Whenever we'd be talking about him in the press box, I would like, oh, there's Grandpa again. Because he's always, because he's. He's been there three years. He won't, old. He, he won't go away. He won't go away. Now, that's, that's, uh, we, don't, we don't want you to go away, Jacob. We don't want you. We, we need you to stay with us.
1: Maybe he just really likes your voice.
0: Nah. Um, <laughs> nah. <laughs> that nah, was really fast. Now, the last player we had was Daniel Higman. Daniel mm-hmm. had a very unlucky draw last year. He happened to have to pitch against a guy from Menlo College in California. Menlo's not big. This pitcher was throwing 95 miles per hour uh, on his fastball, <laughs> and his curveball had two feet of break. Oh my gosh! We were we actually had a guy in the batter's box sitting in the batter's box. Um,
1: I bet you saw shaking. You're they're like, what's going on there? it's a part well, the league? Chiefs?
0: It was Gage Griggs, uh, former Tillman player. Gage was batting curveball, like it was a curveball. It looked like it was going to hit him.
1: It was a curveball. Like, like <laughs> it
0: looked like it was going to hit him, and he do, like moved out of the way because I thought he was about to take one off his spine, and it c- cut back in. Strike.
1: That's one of the nastiest curveballs I've ever heard like, about. It
0: was disgusting for a guy out of Menlo, but he had he didn't have good control. That's what caught, That's why he was down there. That's Because he didn't have control. But the pitches he threw, if he, if he can get control, that's an MLB player. <laughs> um, but he, that, something special. Now, I know that um, when it comes to the Chiefs, we also had Grant Godwin mm-hmm. the year before that.
1: Yep. I went to see, I got to see him play. The
0: law outlaw. <laughs>
1: I got to see him play. I, I know his brother and stuff because he's in my grade. I Noah.
0: Yeah, Grant, Grant played. He's a good player. He. Injured, but he stayed with us, and he was our cheerleader.
1: Go <laughs>
0: Chiefs! Yeah, he would sit at the back of the bus. I went first back of the bus first Chiefs game I went to. Him and I went at the back of the bus, and he's sitting there with his Sonic. He's got his leg kicked up with an Eastern Kentucky bandana on, even though he'd already transferred away from Eastern Kentucky. Where you go to? <laughs> uh, Motlow State in Tennessee. Now, then the year before that, we had Rook Ellington. Rook got injured. We decided that we were going to. Pick up a guy later in the year to fill his spot, you know. Um, and we decided that we were going to look to center field. It's a bird. Is it a plane? No, it's Ben Higdon. And Ben was probably our star player that year, um, even though he showed up late. Or he was one of our stars. I'd say Brant Brown was our star player. But that was a good year for the Chiefs, even though the record did not show it at all. Um, it was a very
1: Sent the record show how good we actually did. And not your personal feelings. <laughs> it
0: was a, t- it was a team. Well, here was our issue that year. Our coach that year was last second, and he wasn't even like a coach. He was our former. S- he was our scorekeeper. You should have called me. He was our scorekeeper. We actually had so we had our catcher Adam Bryan, uh, of Bradley University. Adam made the. Uh, Adam I'm
1: about to start tally marking every time he says Bradley. University, because...
0: Adam Bryan of Bradley... I call, all
1: that comes out, there's another one.
0: He was our catcher. He uh, he went up to the coach, up to the manager, and he said, Hey, can I make the lineup? Made the lineup, we won. He said, Hey, can I make the lineup again? Made the lineup again, we won. End of the season, he was 4-0, making our lineup. <laughs> we won 11 games that year.
1: Yeah, you should have called me out there. I, I would have coached y'all. We
0: won 11 games that year, but Adam Bryan won 4. Our catcher... From Bradley University, 1-4.
1: <laughs> There's another one, guys. And hey, we're back.
0: To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, um, we've had players, no, but Chiefs they get players from all over. Um, not just from McCracken County.
1: <laughs> not from Bradley, either. Not, not just, just from Bradley. From Bradley. No, we had, it's crazy. Evan, we had
0: Evan Oakley play a couple years ago. Corey Sissel. Um, Gunnar Bingham, also from Kentucky areas around here. Uh, J.P. Fitzgerald, or Jackson Fitzgerald. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about there. He caught for us a little bit. He backed up Adam, um, but get people from all over. Now, it's uh, as we look forward to next week though, we will be, you know, I will be here as always because I kind of have to be here for you all. We will look to January 5th in which we will see um, the Lady Mustangs play against Madisonville North Hopkins. Madisonville North Hopkins sits at a record of seven and seven. January 9th, we will play at Callaway County, the Lady Mustangs will. It's a battle of two 12-and-2 teams. They're currently 12-and-2. McCracken's twenty. McCracken's got this, I believe in us. And the men's basketball team um, will play starting January 6th. That'll be um, up tomorrow. We will cover that next week. Is Mustang Madness. This year's Mustang Madness event, which will see us play Charleston High School of Charleston, Missouri, who set in an 8-and-4 record. It'll see Butler County, who sits at a six and four record, play St. Xavier, St. X, who sits at ten and two. I think St. X has that one. Uh, I
1: would guess so.
0: And then Ballard of Louisville, who is <coughs> oh. four and seven, will pl- a little bit of a down year. They will play Memphis East, who is two and ten and have a loss to the Mustangs this year. Now I think uh, if I was to put money on it, if I was 18 and I could gamble and I could bet sports bet, which is legal in Kentucky, then I would probably put my money on Ballard Louisville against Memphis East. Um, and then January 9th, the men's team will also play Callaway County, who sits at four and seven. I would also I would like to put my money on the Mustangs for that one.
1: When best bet is always put money on the McRacken.
0: I would like to put my money on Jackson.
1: Clark. But what happened to Mustang Madness being a lot of private schools? Last year or two years ago, I went to Mustang Madness and I actually got me a MIA Arkansas commit mm-hmm. because and in past Caliparius came out to see it, uh, Jayhawks coach has came out to see it. What happened to that being like that? I kind of miss it. I love to see those. We've had a lot of famous people come through our gym. Nowadays, it's these people.
0: I think it happens to come coaching change to to this year we have a different coach and we have a different coach this year and the deal with us having a different coach is that we uh you know he doesn't know as many people I mean he still knows people because he was the assistant (laughs) under our last coach but I think it comes with who you know and who you schedule so I think as we as he be as he coaches us longer and he builds up relationships with other coaches from out of state. It'll make it easier to bring those teams back in. And private back schools and stuff. Because
1: mm-hmm. I remember facing people like private, like five stars and four stars all over this place. Like I met a kid named, well, he commit to Arkansas. His name is Bayfall, mm-hmm. and he played here. I got a high five him. stuff. You <laughs> <high-five>. <laughs> I got a high five. Carmella Anthony was at Hoopfest?
0: At Marshall Hoopfest, yeah. Why? His son was playing.
1: Ka- <laughs> and I missed it? Yeah.
0: They played against his former school at Hoopfest, and he was at Hoopfest. And then uh, the next day, you know, the day after he was there, was like the top tier game, and Coach Calipari was there for that one.
1: Oh, with uh, Travis Perry and stuff, right? Yeah. I saw that picture. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mello, was a-
1: this is st- – the one to- – I don't think i got to go because of wrestling. Yeah, I'm about to just the quit wrestling night, for this so I can start going. I couldn't go during – well, actually. I wanted to go watch Travis Perry play. I want to go watch Travis Perry play once because he is a really good player, and I'm excited to see him at Kentucky next year.
0: So, I guess it would be time for us to wrap it up. And I thank you. Thank you, Nash. Thank you for joining me today. Anytime. Uh, hope to have you on, you know, soon. If, if uh, we run into any other issues where we can't have anybody and you're not busy, I'll definitely look to you to help me out. Now, as always, I am Aiden de France. Joining me for this episode is Mr. Nash Smallwood. You may hear his name a little bit in the future. Once more, we thank you for listening to this episode of the Mustang Sport Report.